Ma'am, Latoya Benton. Xavier killed my son. He was murdered by the state police on January the 9th. 2021. He was murdered by DC Metropolitan Thug Police in their custody. He died in their custody and they claim that they don't know what happened. They had they had no business arresting him. This is Life After the Impact a podcast for impacted families by impacted families the focus is on what happens after the media the lawyers and the activists are gone impacted families are left to face uh, the loss of a loved one who police sponsored by them we will focus on their continued fight for justice and how you can get involved just walks away. Bunch of police take another life today. Leaving loved ones torn to left to say candles burning. All we do is pray. Here we are, the birthplace of Dr. Martin Luther King, prayed out of civil right, the blackest city in America, and castles and and, and, and everybody. We, uh, all these stars and and and, and all the entertainment and, and, and state reps and. It just it just hard to get support. It seems like it just some about their support voting right, their support everything. But when it comes to police brutality, they, they oh, bad. They high. Everybody high. They high on that. Yeah, yeah, they high. It's like so many on our soul. They sold for a few pieces of seal. Come on now. Yeah, and a lot on a lot of them said to be manipulated, controlled by the president power, the white supremacy. So yeah, pastors don't want to preach about it. They don't want to preach about a uh, uh, police brutality. You have. Uh, people trying to sugarcoat it. Here we are, our ancestors sacrificed. Mm. They bled, they got hung, they got shot, they got raped. Every every could which kind they sacrificed. Even little Ruby Bridges when she had to face what she faced. Mm. And, and, and we don't have them type of leader. What leaders? We have the real leader. Mm. And we gotta just show the world, we gotta show everybody. No, we're not, we fight for our love. We're not, we're not finna back now. And and the other thing that we have to remember is the most important, the powerful. Uh, movements have been from the ground up, not from the top down. Yeah, you're right. So at the top, they are, you know, they're comfortable. They they don't want to compromise their comfortability, right? So with us on the ground, we the ones we've been waiting for. Good evening, everyone. My name is Roxanne Johnson. My son's name is Jamal Bird. He was killed by D.C. Metropolitan Police October the 1st, 2019. I'm here with my co-host. Good evening, co-host Latoya. How are you Good doing? evening, everybody. I was thinking Xavier had a little boy in the background. Yeah. You guys, my name is Latoya Benton. I'm the mother of Xavier Hill. Xavier was killed at the age of 18 by two Virginia State Troopers uh, January the 9th, 2021. Uh, tonight, we are honored to be joined by Mrs. Karen Wells. Karen, you want to go ahead and give us an intro of who you are, please, and your son? Hello, everybody. My name is Karen Wells. I am the mother of Amir Locke. Amir Locke was 22 years old. He is my baby boy, my second born. He was executed by a Minneapolis uh, police officer on the morning of 2222 while he was uh, visiting his cousin and sleeping on the couch. And the officers came in with the SWAT team 
also along with St. Paul Police Department as well. And they came in and did a no-knock warrant. And my my son was asleep. And in less than nine seconds, um, he was he was gone. They killed him in nine seconds. Mm. Wow. And the warrant didn't have anything to do with anybody in that household, including my son and Mirlock. It was a, a actual warrant for search of property, not a person, for property. Mm. And they utilized the SWAT team to search units for property. Mm. Mm. Well, um, Ms. Karen, we are so sorry for your loss and yes. this picture of your son. Oh, he's so cute. The baby. <laughs> oh my goodness, look at him. Yeah, this sounds very similar to um Brianna Taylor's case. So what's the difference between the Bears case and Brianna Taylor's case? Any difference at all? Well, I mean, it's it's a no-knock warrant. So well, you know, the difference is, is that Brianna Taylor's boyfriend got to shoot back. Let's just be real about that. He was able to actually um shoot in defense because they also did not knock they did not announce themselves so that's the only difference is brianna didn't see it coming amir didn't see it coming but she has somebody to actually i look at it like her boyfriend defended her he defended his home and amir in less than nine seconds he wasn't able to defend himself let alone the place where he was oh, at yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and so um, on a no-knock warrant they don't have to identify don't have to identify themselves uh is that true well in amir's case they used a uh key fob so they mm -hmm. did knock at all and with oh, no-knock wow. warrants they don't knock that's why it's called a no-knock warrant and normally when they do the no-knock warrants, they come in during the wee hours of the morning or really late at night. So someone is asleep. Mm -hmm. So you're never going to see it coming. You're never going to see it coming. You're never going to hear it. Like I said, it they came into Amir's, um, the apartment where he was sleeping um, with, the, with the key fob. So he didn't hear them coming in. Wow. They were able to just like key in and just... And gain access to the apartment. Gain access, go in. He didn't hear it. They can open up, open up the door, and and then they just run in. Mm -hmm. So you know, again, we're we you know, sorry for your loss. We know what it's like to lose a loved one to police violence. But tell us a little bit about you know, we were talking before we came on about you know what what's gone on in the case and where you are now. It's so fresh though. Yeah, it's still, yeah, it's been a little over a year. So it's roughly been about like, I would say maybe 15 months. I really don't keep count because why would someone count the days that, you, you know, the was executed by a police officer and he was stolen. So I don't keep count. I know it's just been over a year. Um, I don't know if it's 15 months, 14 months, 13 months. That doesn't really matter to me because my son's not here anymore. Um, basically, from day one, you know, it's, I mean, you get the fatal phone call, you know, that your baby has been murdered by the police, and you're, you're in a fog, you're in a daze, 
you you really don't believe it, you know, you're you're like asking, can you please make sure, you know, if it's really true or not. Um, just from day one, since day one, I've always um, had it in me, even when I was feeling numb um, in my darkest moments, I always knew um, I couldn't give up. Um, I've been fighting. For, I've been fighting since the day that I got that phone call. So I've been boots on the ground from day one. We've we've been at many rallies. We've had rallies. We've had I've been a part of protests. Um, I've done several interviews um, online and in, you know, the media outlets as far as the news and different um you know, news outlets and stuff like that. Um, it's just basically keeping keeping my voice out there. Like we, like, uh, I'm just going to say right now, Amir Locke's family does not play around. Like, it's not just me and his father. Like, we have a lot of people, soldiers cool. on my side, as well as Andre Locke Sr., also known as Buddy's side, his father. So Amir came from a huge family, which they should have, if they would have asked him who he was, they would have known, which is why we're here now. We're not going anywhere. So basically this, my voice, we're just, we just, we, we just haven't been, we move in silence, but we haven't been silent. So I've been doing a lot of stuff. I've been doing a lot of stuff. I don't advertise it. I don't say anything about it. The way that they walked, they moved in silence on my baby is the same way that me as his mother, his father, and his family, we all move in silence. So they didn't let Amir know what they were about to do to him. We're not about to let them know what, what's about to come to them. Mm -hmm. You just got to keep your voice out there. You just, you can't, you can't give up. You, I, I, I've been tired before. Um, there have been times where I didn't want to do any interviews. I didn't want to speak anymore. Um, I just want to just, lay in my bed and, and just, just, I, that's where I felt safe at just lay in my bed and just continue to think about my son, but you got it. You, you have to keep it going. And sometimes yes. what I love about what I, what I love about my, my sister, my brother-in-laws, uh, sister-in-laws, just my nieces, just family. If we can't show up, we appoint somebody and it's, they already know they, they go. So sometimes me and their father, we're, we're not going to be able to show up, but we have other people that love Demir and they're going to show up for him. And that's what keeps the, that's what keeps it going. Um, the fight for Amir. That's how we're never, we're not giving up because we know that we already have soldiers standing right next to us, not behind us, but right next to us, making sure that we're going to hold hands and we're going to go across that finish line and get justice for Amir Locke. And as far as the officers were concerned, what happened with the officers in this case? Well, the attorney general at that time and the um, prosecuting um, attorney, they decided not to bring any charges against him. They said at that time. So is there a different attorney general in the office? since he's It was here? Mike Freeman at that time. So they have a, a new one now? They have a new person now. But at that time... Um, they decided that they were not going to bring any charges against him. 
because you know how they hide behind laws that were made for them and they say, I feared for my life, but you and along with eight other officers, they didn't fear for their lives. So how can you say that you feared for your life? Right. We had a, um, a brother on here a couple of weeks ago, Oscar, being an actual because you said of the previous uh, district attorney. What we're learning is that when the new DA comes in the office, that's a new avenue as well, right? That we can take to have the case open to again. Um, because you said there's a new DA in the office, have you guys tried that yet? Are you going to possibly maybe try that possibly? When it comes to Amir, we're going through all avenues. We're going to start from the bottom. We're going all the way to the top. We're not stopping. We're not stopping. We don't want to deal with nobody in the middle. We're going straight to the top. I know earlier, um, Karen, you were saying how they were trying to put this away silently. What kinds of things did you do to keep it in the forefront and keep it from being um, put away silently. As far as I well, guess you're saying, legislative change. Mm-hmm. We've con- we've continued to do uh, to go, go and show up at rallies, and um, Andre Locke Senior um, has been very boisterous, and he's been um, speaking about um, that. You know, uh, Minneapolis has silently um, dis wants to dismiss uh, our case, mm-hmm. and so. No, no, it's that we're we're not we're, we're not taking anything. When it comes to Amir, somebody is going to be held accountable. Whether that means the both twin both the twin cities, it doesn't matter. You are going to be held accountable for what y'all did to our son because as everybody would say and I quote them all, Amir did nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. Amir didn't do anything wrong. Amir was never at the wrong place at the wrong time. Amir was at the right place at the wrong time. He was at a family member's place. That will never be the wrong place. Our son never laid his head at anybody's place if he didn't feel safe or if he didn't, or if he felt like some type of, Amir liked, Amir was very calm. He was a calm person and he didn't like chaos. That's something that he didn't like. So he loved to to lay. I think he kind of got it from me because I always like to keep my house quiet. You know, even when they were younger, like people would call and be like, uh, where's the boys at? I'd be like, they in the bed, like at 830. Like I, it, it was always, I liked to keep my house peaceful for them. And that's what they grew up in. It was peaceful. And that's where he felt with his best cousin, whose, whose place where he was at. Because if he didn't feel like he was safe there, he would have never went there. He would have never, ever, you know, visited anybody. It didn't matter if it was family or friends or whoever. Amir didn't like chaos. So as, as far as the, um, I guess you could say the legislative side, I know as you said earlier, you guys have done some things in the community. Um, I know you said you guys are working on for Amir, but when it comes to, I guess, the legislative side, because that would affect the community, right? Um, why would you guys, able, how, how are you more so able to move forward on that end to, um, what, what exactly was it you guys got done for the legislative side? I think it's like no back warrants, something like that, right? So basically we had, we had like different representatives, um, that rallied around us and they were very affected, um, by Amir's, um, execution. 
Um, it wasn't his fault. And there was also people that had already tried to put in um, for a no-knock warrant ban before Amir, but they felt, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you try to push things through and people want to back away from it. And so basically we just kept being boots on the ground, keep your voice out there, don't be silent, talk to legislatures, get people on your side. And I'm going to continue to reiterate, keep your voice out there. Um, my, uh, the, Andre Locke, he spoke um, in front of, um, you know, the different legislatures. He, 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 he spoke. He, um, and so it's more or less like just keep your voice out there. You cannot be silent. You cannot go home and just lay in the bed and just think that everybody's going to do the work for you. You as the parent, you as a loved one, you have to get out there and make sure that your voice, because the strongest voice that Amir has is me, his father. And, right. and all his family. And we that's yeah. we've been very vocal about him. When I tell you, like, I'm not quiet, we're not quiet about nothing. Like there's okay. we make sure that we're right there. If if something, if I'm invited to an event or anything, I'm going to make sure I'm there. You have to show up. That's and that's one, I'm reading and the comments, um, as I'm reading the comments right now, someone putting here show up at the hearings. And we say that all the time, you know, a lot of the injustices happens in empty courtrooms. As y'all hear Karen is saying, they have support. And we talk to people all the time and they say, uh, I don't have any community support, right? So you might talk to some moms who have an abundance of support and you might talk to some families who have no support. At the end of the day, it's a community issue. She can't bring a mirror back. I can't bring Xavier back. I'm not saying can't bring Jamal back. We can't keep fighting no community change. Can the no not warrant um, ban you guys got? What does that ban issue? What how does it help on the community side? So basically, we it, it's a so it pretty much as as Andre would have said it and put it, it's pretty much it's it's really a ban. But they did like the restriction, which means that it can only be utilized like if there was like a kidnapping or you know something like that. So they watered it down a little bit. Well, you, I mean, but you know, like literally, like, I don't hear about, you don't, basically you don't hear about kidnappings. You don't hear about anything like right. that, but it's right. pretty much, it's pretty much a ban. And not only that, that's, that's on the level in Minnesota, but we're still working across the United States. And we're also still working with um, Ilhan Omar, who's going to push it on the federal level and then get it named after Amir. So really, really, they're not, they can't do any more no-knock warrants in the Twin Cities. They can't right. do anything. Right, right. And, and that's going to, and that's, and that's what we push for from day one. We, we, you know, we don't want that to happen to anybody that looks like Amir because, right. because the tragedies occur with the people that look like my son. I think a lot of times to start some stuff like that, um, when it comes to, we say we want just the accountability, right? So having the no-not warrant there in place, that some kind of accountability is put taken in place, I would say, you know, because a lot of times we can't get any kind of moves at all, you know. So how did you guys get that done? Did you begin to get a legislator behind that to have it signed and passed? So what were the steps you all take to get that? You had to go through like you had to have it pushed through the house. We had to go through the Senate and we we won both. And not only that, I'm just going to tell you, we are a very spiritual person. And it's not even about just human beings on earth. We are the flesh. So That's we right. have to work on this end. But 
let me tell y'all something. Amir, power. Amir and our higher power has the higher power. That, that's in it. spirit. Big time. Mm-hmm. So when people say, how are you getting things done? It starts with my heavenly father and my son, Amir. Mm-hmm. That's how we're getting things done. He's he's in this fight with us, even though they may have silenced his voice, but you didn't silence his mother or his father or the rest of his family. Mm-hmm. And, and so what I hear you saying, Karen, is that the couple of ingredients that have been working for you um, thus far is do not shut up. Don't let back. Don't don't give up. Not one inch. Have a support system. And, you know, support systems. It's wonderful when you have a family that's supportive, but sometimes it's, it's the least, the people that you least expect that can be your support system. So sure. even if you don't have it in your, in your immediate family, there's people who are, who are in this fight. This is a movement, y'all. This is not going nowhere because they keep killing our babies. We not going nowhere until they stop killing our babies. So this is a movement that's growing. And what we're doing is we're getting all of the different tools together that we can use to fight this system by creating a system of justice and accountability for everybody's child everybody's child has been lost, right? And so I I hear you saying, you know, you have support. You didn't, you you showed up. You showed up even when you didn't want to show up. Hello, right? And that you got legislative um, support as well from your government, from state government, right? And and looking to get it on a federal level. And And not only that, like I've showed up, like we've showed up amongst other family members. Like, you know, I didn't know how many um, uh, body counts that uh, the Twin Cities Police Department has mm-hmm. in the backyard where I raised both my sons and, and never knew anything about all the different killings and murders that they have been doing for years. It's like over 500 people in the Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. So basically, you just have to just, you know, sometimes it's not even when you say the ones that don't have family on this movement, you're going to lose a lot of family and, and, and friends because it's not right. for them. That's so right. what you need to do is make sure and you're not going to bond with everybody in the movement, but That's your right. spirit will bond with another spirit. Right. So this is the way that I bonded with several mothers from the twin cities that have been very genuine to me and that were there for my son and, and, and they've been there when I couldn't even be there. And, and that's how you, 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 show the, you show the same respect because when they can't be there, I'm gonna be there. And that's just how you do it. So even if you don't feel like, even if it's just you, one person told me, sometimes if you even do it on your own, you have the biggest voice, the I'm loudest voice. Of being years I'm his mother. I'm, I could just stand outside by myself and shout justice for a mere lock, and it's gonna rain because I'm his mother. Right. So sometimes you don't have to look for, and, and like I said, we are boots on the ground. Boots on the ground means, you know what, like I told them, that day when they said, we are not going to charge him, I said, y'all did y'all job, now I'm about to do mine. And that's what I've been doing ever since. Mm-hmm. Right. I think I also take two from this as well. Like I said, we are educating others as well. You know, um, no, not warrants don't just happen in Minnesota. Um, 
the app and the Brianna Tells case as well. And I think part of this has to be with us educating each other and telling us, you know, how do we move forward? You know, as you said, you guys got the legislative side done. It is still moving forward as far as Amir Taylor is concerned, it's still move forward. And I'm sure you're not going to stop, you know. So I hope you guys can hear what she's saying as far as you got to keep moving, man. That's the main thing. Even on a day that you don't want to move forward, if you're just one person, it don't matter. You still move forward. You are the best person to tell your partner this love from the story, period. Everyone's going to get a story twisted up. They're going to say some other stuff or whatnot, and it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you are the mascot for your loved one. You got to get every morning to put the armor on and keep it pushed. Nice. And also, um, you have to, like, I've spoken in front of the United Nations with the, when they when the Emblers came to the uh, Minneapolis. I was yeah. I was one of those families. I was right there. You have to uh, put in your complaints to the to uh, Department of Human Rights. Write your complaints to the Department of Justice. Don't give up. Just keep just keep going. Like just Being persistent. You have Being to persistent and consistent. Yes, yes. Get the results. You, you can't think uh, one time. And one thing I want to say about my sister is um she's like right there with me. And also um send the, send people pictures of, of your of your child's obituary. Mm-hmm. Right. Let them see why you won't give up. That's it. That's also oh 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 they they've gotten them in the mail, they've gotten them dropped off at their office. There you go. Because y'all gonna remember who Amir Lock is. Make them uncomfortable. Make them totally yes. uncomfortable, right? Yeah. Yes. And, and just keep just keep just keep doing like right. I said, keep doing whatever you need to do when something comes up in your city. And that's the thing. Our the, one problem is everybody's problem. That's right. And, and 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 in order for them to stop doing what they're doing, you know, they're they're pushing this movement that is consisting of really strong people, like really like strong people with voices. And we're not going to tire. We're not going to let in. We're going to let up. We're not going to shut up. And that's what I told you from day one. I'm not shutting up at all because mm-hmm. all you have to do is knock on the door and ask my son who he was. You don't wait until you know shot my son more than three times. You don't you don't wait and then try to figure out who he is. They still don't know who he is. You just trying to figure it out. You should have figured it out before the, the the night that you was casing or when you got them keys to that apartment. You should already knew the night before. You should have did your surveillance then and saw who was going into those apartments. And my well, son was the keys. Was they got the keys of somebody so clearly well, y'all got the keys. But, what? But I'm sure the day before y'all didn't do y'all surveillance. Y'all, y'all, once y'all got the keys, y'all didn't do that surveillance that night before. And if and if maybe they did, I don't know, and I don't really care because my son should still be here. And That's and right. like I said, we're gonna continue to continue to fight. I'm gonna continue to say everybody's names. I'm gonna continue to show up. When, when as long, you know what I'm gonna love on everybody else, and when the and people out there, if you don't feel that like you got no love or you don't have no support, contact us. Me and my family will show up. We go. will show up. We will show up, and that's what, and that's exactly how my son was. Amir was a protector. Amir loved on everybody. Amir was loved. He was not hated by none. 
And mm-hmm. that's the way that I am. Mm-hmm. We That's just how we are as a family. We're going to love on you. We're going to support you. And I may even come and stand next to you, even if I'm tired, mm-hmm. because they already know that when it comes to us, powers are in numbers. Right. And that and that's what they don't like. They and that's why I'm saying y'all y'all creating this movement of people like that look like us. They don't that's, like that. That's something they that, don't like that. They're like, what the what are they doing? Right. They don't like that. Yeah. They don't they should just stop. But but eventually, you know, they gonna stop because mm-hmm. the tides are, are are turning. That's right. That's right. But well, we definitely stand in solidarity with you this evening. We believe in action. We're all about the action, showing up for one another, being in solidarity with one another. Even if it does never happen to your family, the fact that it happens to one family is one family too many. And we are here to, we're here to say we're going to use all the tools, whether it be getting rid of no-not warrants, getting rid of qualified immunity, all of it, all of that shit, <laughs> right? And yeah. also, we came out with a, a a documentary for my son, so it oh. will be showed on August fourth in um, a suburb outside of uh, Chicago, Illinois, and that's coming out. And I also I also will be featured in a documentary, um, me and his father Andre Locke Senior, uh, called "Sounds of the Police," and they are going to show both documentaries on the same day. Wow. Okay. So we'll definitely look into that as well. Yeah, guys. definitely, so, definitely send us a link or something so that we yeah, can post it on our um our uh, page. Yeah. yeah. So if you guys have not heard anything at all tonight, um, keep in mind, like you said again, we always feature each week about community support. Community support is important, even after the court cases, after the cameras go away, after the protests stop. Community support is super important. Being consistent and persistent. It's super important and using all the tools on the toolbox. Each every these podcasts are not only on Facebook, you can restream this on um with the iTunes and all the other stuff, uh the podcast or whatever. So you can take this back tonight and listen to tomorrow, right? And take points what you can do in your community. That's the whole point of having the podcast. I was walking the story out there. It's about what you can take from this podcast and learn and, and apply it in your community. Mm-hmm. And one thing I want to add, uh, I want to go back to when you say, how do I um, get through this Um, self-care? And I also joined a survivor's group and you have to be around people that are dealing with the same thing that you're going through. That's right. And self-care is one of the best things because when we get those fatal phone calls about our, our children or loved ones, when they, like, I always feel like when they executed my baby, they killed me too. But also now I'm, re- now I'm rebirthed. Now I'm a different Karen. I'm a different Karen now. I, w- I will never be the Karen from 2- 1, uh, 2022. Now you created a new Karen and I'm, I'm, I'm unstoppable because you stole my baby in less than nine seconds. So I have to do that, making sure that I keep myself up. Journal, write journals, exercise, eat right, change your diets, go get your go get your checkups. Because after, you know, I was told by somebody, they were like, you got to make sure that you go get a checkup. And I waited and I didn't even know because sometimes we're dying inside. 
And we don't need to know it. We don't even know it. And then your health can fail. And in order to be in this fight, that's one thing. Yeah, you you wouldn't drive your car around like in the oil change, right? Eventually, the oil change is on the car, right? So you got to maintenance the body the exact same way. We want to say we'll be in a fight. We're going to be healthy enough to fight. You got to maintain self care. That is super important. She's right. That's very important. Drinking your water, all of this stuff. I remember my sister telling me uh, we were at the airport one time. Uh, I was actually leaving, coming back from Dallas, Texas. And, you know, we we suffer. We deal with triggers. And I kept seeing all these mothers walking around with these teenage um, young men, African-American males, and their hair was in locks and they were looking like a mirror. And at one point, I even thought I saw a mirror. I thought I was going crazy. Like literally, I saw this young man and he looked just like his face, the everything. He looked like a mirror. And, and I just started crying. And my sister was like, Karen, you have to let it out. And that's another thing. It's like, you know, I'm a strong person, but during, but people have to understand I'm not as strong as y'all think I am because even though I'm strong, I'm broken. My heart is forever broken. It'll never be the same because of the way that they took my baby. And for me to see how they did, Amir, is very disrespectful. And when people see the documentary, they're going to understand the pain that I deal with, the pain that y'all deal with, the pain that all of us deal with. Because I gave birth to a beautiful baby boy and them damn devils came in in less than nine seconds and they stole it. Mm-hmm. And so I'll never be the same. I'll never be the pain same. to help you fight though, right? That's the main thing. Make people understand the pain so they can help join us in the fight. This could be them at any point in time, right? You just, like I said, if you don't get a support system, it does. It does not have to be your family, because, mm-hmm. like I said, some a lot of families and friends are going to be removed because this is not for them. And you just have to make sure that even if you get that one person on your team, that's more than just enough for you to, to continue right. this fight. And we just can't. We just can't. We just can't stop. We just can't because. Nobody will understand the pain that I'm feeling right now, except mothers like you, because and, and if you walk this walk, it ain't easy. And trust me, I don't want nobody else to have to deal with this because Uh-oh. sometimes you don't know. If, you don't know if you're you're coming or going. There was times where I think about Amir so much. I thought I was like going crazy. I was like, I can't turn it off. I try to. I can't. I can't. Stop yeah. I can't, I can't stop thinking about him. I can't, I can't stop thinking about my baby at all. And I feel like I need to. I don't know. What happened? I don't know. Can y'all see? Yeah, we can still see you. It just went out wet. Like I said, it just gave me, like I said, I just, I, I feel like it's, um, it's a it's a fraternity fraternity that nobody else wants to be in and um just know that you know sometimes i think and you know people don't know what to say it's not about what you say sometimes you don't even have to say anything you can give a person a hug you could send a text message and just say i was thinking about you or um something like that you because i know that there's people that 
love on us, but they just don't know how to in the situation yeah. that we were thrown into. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we just want to reiterate, we are just about out of time as Karen's been really nice talking to you. Um, I love it when you said, you know, self-care is a form of resistance because we have to be, we have to take care of ourselves. So, you know, the best, best of fighters take care of themselves, right? So we'd be ready to land That's some right. serious blows. <laughs> we have done the work to take care of ourselves, to do rest. Rest is resistance, right? Taking care of yourself is resistance. And we have to uh, be prepared for the battle by taking care of ourselves. Uh, we want to end this episode. This has been... Uh, Life after the impact, we're we're about action. So I'm 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 hopeful that some of our discussion this evening has the, uh, our listening audience can take it and uh, chew on it and then do something. Everybody can do something. That's right. That's Everybody. Right. Don't forget, you guys. You can find us on now just on Facebook Live. Um, what is it? The Apple. I I'm kind of old y'all a little bit, but I'm old, you know. So any of the podcast platforms yes. you can listen to on the audio, Apple. you can find us there as well. So if you didn't catch the episode fully tonight, that's fine. You can always play it again tomorrow in your car when you're driving to work. Uh, be sure to say justice for Amir tonight. You go to sleep, share his story, and be sure to share about no knock warrants as well. Because again, like I said, not only did she get it done in that town, it can be get done anywhere. So keep in mind, we're about action. We all take nuggets from this podcast and apply action in the community. Yes. Until next time, this has been Life After the Impact. Good night. Good night, y'all. Good night. For Oscar, you said you've been the fight for six years. Um, it is, um, I had a horrible day. Horrible, horrible day, right? Um, as y'all know, we have found a savior's case and the judge is going to, the judge judge wants to grant cause our immunity for the treatment, right? As Roxanne was saying today, I have to learn too, this is a little, um, it's like a punch in the gut, but I'm going to have to go like this and kind of pick it back up and keep moving forward. I don't know how to strategize to be able to move forward. That's what the fight is about. It's about a sprint. It's a marathon. Um, I got my cup of water, right? I drank that water. I'm still running on because I know that I keep moving forward. A lot of cases, but a lot of this that we fight with justice. We're not fight. We fight for our kids. Yes, we're fighting for the injustice going on in the world right now on a daily basis. This podcast hopefully will move somebody to understand. Just because that DA told you ten years ago we're not going to indict his ass, we're going to be almost a more approaching new DA. The letter Oscar wrote to the DA, I'm telling y'all, was something very simple. When he poured his heart into that note, it was like a note and told him what he wanted. We have to do the exact same thing. We can talk all day long, be in the speech on our board cars all day long. But are you applying the right pressure to the right person? If you're not, there's no point. 